Hello everyone, you're listening to America Meditating Radio. We collect wisdom, inspire each other, and empower hearts on demand 24-7. I'm Sister Jenna, host of the syndicated America Meditating Radio. Join us as we talk one-on-one with leading experts who answer life's most compelling questions. Because in a world of uncertainty, we need answers right here, right now. America Meditating Radio, a show for everyone to learn more about this amazing thing called life. Gateway for awakening. 
It's not something to get rid of. Rather, the way we pay attention to self-aversion is actually the ground of the past. Oh, it's so good to be here. Yes, Om Shanti. 
Good to be here. Thank you for the great work you do. Mm, Well, thank you for the great work that you do, and great minds need to stay together. John, I'm curious to hear a little bit about your narrative. Um, We have done some work together with your network sign, and we've gotten to know each other a little bit more as the days go by. But tell me, what was John Raymer like before he got caught up in all of this social activism and trying to, you know, bring the whole world together in harmony and peace? Was John wired like this in this incarnation, or later on did he really morph into becoming this man that wants to spread compassion and love to the planet? Yeah. Well, it's a work in progress, as you know. (laughs) Well, when I was a kid, there was a phrase they shared with me, tikkun olam, which is Hebrew for to mend, heal, and transform the world. And that's been in my life ever since I can recall that um, that life is a great mystery and that there's something extraordinary about selflessness and transcending oneself. So I've had the privilege and honor to discover that time time again at different stages in my life. John, are you there? Yeah, I'm sorry about that. I mean, it's interesting you ask that, but like I said, this was part of the culture in which I grew up. And I've been blessed to... uh, discover the power of service, you know, transcending yourself. There's something amazing about about that and how it, it, it's a remedy for all of the, the challenges we face as individuals. How are you feeling now about the times that we're in? Well, this is like nothing I've ever imagined. Oh, my gosh. So on one hand, it's unimaginable grief for the people that are suffering and at the same time, i got to tell the truth, I am more excited than I've ever been about the fact that this pause has come and that we have a glimpse of what's possible, that we as one planet can change things. You know, I've often referenced this Chinese proverb that says, if you don't change our direction, we're likely to wind up where we're headed. So in some ways, this has been the most amazing uh, experience we're having as a planet. And it's the most inspiring possibility and that's counterbalanced by all the real suffering that's going on in the world. That's why um, the Karuna Games and Compassion now more than ever. So it's this space between no longer and not yet. I feel like the, the Play-Doh has gotten soft again and we can reshape things. And I'm determined to um, be a part with all of us of reimagining a new world. Yes. Well, let's talk about the Compassion Games. You are the founder of Compassion Games International. And for some of our listeners who may not be familiar with the Compassion Games, John, what are they? What are they? How does it work? And what inspired you to start them? Okay. So first off, you cannot lose the Compassion Games. I love that. And the more people play, the more people win. Um What happened was we started actually the Compassionate Cities here in Seattle after that visit with the Dalai Lama, thinking that when Karen Armstrong's wish for the Charter for Compassion was unveiled, we realized it could only be signed by individuals. And I thought, wouldn't it be good to institutionalize compassion? And we knew from our work with the UN that mayors had an enormous influence. You know, budgets are moral documents. They get to choose certain priorities. So we started the Compassionate Cities vision of a 10-year campaign. 
But to tell you the truth, you know, it's a nice thing to say you want to be a compassionate city, but to actually live that is a huge challenge. Compassionate city is an uncomfortable city. So what happened was one city was outstanding in their performance and service, and that's Mayor Greg Fisher in Louisville, Kentucky. You know, the southernmost northern state, the northernmost southern state, Thomas Merton, Muhammad Ali, they have an incredible history there, the uh, interfaith activities have been going on there for years. And we honored the mayor and his team and brought them to Seattle for their good work, and I was stunned when they went home. The mayor sent me a letter claiming that they were the most compassionate city in the world and would be so to prove otherwise. Well, I just was shocked. What? And I realized the genius in what he had done because, sure enough, when I would tell my neighbors that, well, Louisville claims they're the most compassionate city, it would kind of inspire people to get involved. And that's the whole key to this is how do we move from just the thought of being compassionate to actually live compassionately. So the mayor gave me a huge gift, and I didn't miss it. And we started, this was eight years ago, the Compassion Games he said they were so compassionate they'd come out to Seattle to help us beat them. And I said, oh, my I God, love it. we have to really up our game. Oh, that's so cute. And we call them co-opetitions. You cannot – we're cooperating to compete not against each other that. but with each other. Yeah. With each other. So what are some of the short-term and long-term benefits of playing the compassion games? And how can compassion and play – help to bring about really real lasting change in our world. Yeah. Well, there's power in play because it allows you to stretch and get outside your comfort zone. And that's so key to all of this. So we track on the compassion games, everything from a random act of kindness to massively organized service projects. We fed millions of people. We've had uh, games played in prisons. There's been lots of ways that people have embraced the idea of the compassion games. Now, usually the community games are a little different, but usually we track the number of volunteers, the hours of service, 